that's just kind of monitoring to make sure of animals coming through and there's a medical team and then there's the production crew not, behind the scenes and then there's not, the cast that builds the sets and it's not freaking survivor then that's just like hey we're gonna get babysat on an island well it's still survivor they have to make fire they have to catch their own food just ask they the have crew. to yeah. live out in the elements whatever lame Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Dodgeball Podcast. In this episode, I've got Carla. Uh, I don't know why I wrote just Carly. What the heck? Carla, how are you? I'm good. How about you? <laughs> it was better until I read that. Um, but, you know, we're going to run with it. So um, I guess I could have also corrected you, but I also don't mind being called Carly. So it was cool. Yeah. I mean, you were also staring at the at this outline here. You could have said something. But you also go by Kayla on Facebook. And I realize... Right. I will probably interchange the, those names uh, this whole time, but your real name is Carla, right? I mean, I'm not crazy. Correct. Okay. No, you're not crazy. Not about that, at least. Right. I mean, no, I've definitely got my 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 awkwardness. But uh, so, Kayla Marie, is that just a Facebook thing? Is that is that a nickname? Um, yeah, it's a well, I guess kind of both. Um, I changed it probably about seven years ago when I was a almost graduating grad school and I was going to be working with kids at the time and so I didn't want them to be able to look up my name on Facebook and search me and or future employers so I decided to change it and I mean it technically comes out to my name still um just in a different way gotcha that's probably really smart I should have done that but it's too late for me now so um yeah that's how I kind of feel it's too late to change it back to my real name now so so when you're playing dodgeball, I mean, do, especially um, outside of, you know, Arizona and Phoenix, are do people call you Kayla or is it just both? Like, do you have like one over the other that you've noticed? Um, no, people call me either Carla or they will shout out Kayla, Kala, like whatever um, they see or whatever comes to mind. I answer to all things because I figure if I'm the one that's going to cause the confusion, then I might as well answer to anything that's said. That's good of you. You'll, you'll take that responsibility. Yeah. Nice. Well, I'm, it's kind of good that we actually were able to clear that up just in case, um, people need clarification. Cause on Facebook it was posted as Kayla, that's how it'll go. But for, for those of us that have known you for longer than that, um, Carla, but, um, what, uh, what teams are you known for mostly? So in the elite world, I am known for box cats. I had, I've had a scent with ride or die. I've also been on abyss. Yes. Excellent. <laughs> and we would have been horizon if it wasn't for freaking COVID. Um, yes. That but, just that little pesky little thing. That, that annoying little thing that is still here in almost mid to July and how, how great it's been. Um, yeah. Horizon was going to be fun. It was going to be like a, like a hybrid of mostly not even hybrid, just like a, an amalgamation of mostly Arizona based players trying to get back to the, you know, like let's practice together. Let's hang out together. Let's do open gyms, stuff like that. And then Kate had designed this really cool looking Jersey that I kind of just want anyway, since yeah. it never really happens. But, um, 
I think Ride or Die was probably um, that's that was last year, right? For Elite Finals, that was you guys. Yes. Was that this? That, you guys took second, right? Was it second? Yeah, we took second in nosting, and then we took fourth in film. Nice. So yeah. You guys, you guys had so a pretty. So I'm good... very appreciative to the girls for letting me jump on for the national team. Yeah, and I guess had a pretty good run. Um, remember, I guess I think I caught like the the last two uh, matches in, for nosting, and it was. It's fun to watch. Very uh, dangerous to stand behind, as I noticed. Um, eventually, me and Mason moved to the sidelines, and um, it was cool seeing you out there <laughs> and just seeing, like, yay, Arizona. And, like, granted, um, Jackie was on the opposite team, but Boo, I mean, she's in – well, actually, both of you left, so Boo to both of you. But anyway, <laughs> where are you now, actually? Um, right now, I'm in the Bay Area. Yes. You kind of just snuck up out of here. I did. Like two months COVID ago, COVID didn't make it any easier. Yeah. So how how long ago was that? Like the the move, like two months ago. Three months ago. Jeez. Man, time yeah. is. It's so I weird. Left in April. Do you feel like time is flying? I do. I feel like, um, except with the exception that March felt as those two years long. Um, I do feel as though time is flying by and it's just going crazy um it it doesn't feel as though i've been gone for that long and it feels as time is being slowed down by covid but then also sped up at the same time that's uh that's more or less how i would describe it it's like because even now i still feel like maybe you left like a month ago and like you're pretty settled um but geez i was back in april and then yeah yeah it's it's been such a very weird year and like i i will i'll look back at like you know those memes like oh 2016 was terrible 2018 was garbage but like 2020 man just really is just doing putting the work to be probably the, like the best year ever um wh what's your take on on everything like starting with covid like how, how have you been handling if you don't mind like we're kind of talking offline about you know not having like that social atmosphere right now and I mean has the move made that harder or has COVID made it harder or just how are you coping um it's definitely been a challenge and a struggle um I you know I decided to move because I was partaking in a new job position and it was going to force me to be moving around and um when I got this position I was very excited because it was going to be in the Bay Area so I was still going to be on the West Coast I could still participate in elite I could or in the dodgeball you know um invitationals and I could still be close to people in a social aspect because of knowing people here from dodgeball and just every other bouts of life but then COVID hits right when I'm making my move and it was hard because I already had so many things in place and I couldn't just give it up because of the pandemic going on. Um, so it's at times it's been isolating because I'm moving to this place where I do know people, but I'm not really able to socialize with them in the way that I would normally do so. And so, and then I'm having to make new friends and I'm being isolated from my old friends because they're back and I'm not getting to visit. So it's been a challenge, but I think I'm getting a better grasp on it. But I'll be honest, I didn't think that it was going to go for this long. I don't think anybody I, did. 
and now it sounds like yeah, I thought it was gonna be I, I could see it going for a couple months and I could see it like nearing its end ish around this time but I didn't think that it was gonna be going in full stride like this no and then now it's just like hey let's get ready for round two because round one was such a blast and mm-hmm. so Arizona is doing so well with this um <laughs> We're, we're killing it. I think we're like number one in the world, which is, I mean, if you're not, if you're not first, you're, you're last. You're last. So we, Jesus Christ, I can't even joke about it without being a little upset. But, um, how, how is, I mean, so you work in the health industry, right? What like, what do you do? So I'm a medical social worker. So you and have, so my job, I mainly work in hospitals and, um, I help I do assessments and kind of help grasp the psychosocial of what's going on with the patient. And we get referrals from doctors, from nurses, from self-referrals that we do because somebody wants to talk with the social worker about a caveat of things. And so I kind of do that. And what my position is right now is a travel social worker. So just like a traveling nurse, I am planning on moving to different locations around at certain times so are you like um do you, do you get to see the impacts of covid like firsthand or do you have oh, like a better... definitely i mean i i'm not in the rooms necessarily as the nurses and the doctors but there are times where i do have to talk with patients that have covid or have to discharge plan for patients that have it and um maybe they don't have somewhere to self-isolate and quarantine for following their hospitalization. So it's figuring that out and working with the counties and working with the state and working with wherever they came from before to get them back there. So, I mean, obviously you're not like a, an expert on this, but you probably have more visibility than, than I would. So if I were to say it, like it, honestly, I'm asking like, is it as bad as, the media is making it and I guess like um, to kind of be specific like uh, go ahead well I was just gonna say I mean it's hard to say because each region is different right so and depending upon the severity of how people are taking the situation so I I, I think that you always have to take everything with a grain of salt in my personal opinion um, not necessarily professional um, that you, you know, you can look at it and I think that there's really no issue of just being on the safer side than being sorry. Um, I do, I believe in all truth numbers, probably not, but I don't have access to know what the truth numbers are. Right. Yeah. I'm not trying to put you on the spot or, um, <laughs> no, that's fine. trying to paint like, well, Carla says we're good to go. So everybody played Oswald again and, and it's all just a sham and fake news and all that other crap. But just, yeah, you know, I, I'm obviously, I don't frequent hospitals or care centers. So, you know, my, my, what do you call it? Um, you. experience with COVID has been on the military side where, you know, we're, we're taking, very extreme measures, um, almost to the point where it's just like, okay, are we going to train or are we just going to call it off? Cause it, we just need to do one or the other. Um, mm-hmm. so I, I, I get like a different version of it. Um, but I mean, do you see, have you seen like hospitals being overrun or, or I mean, does it just, 
I mean, again, in the but... hospital that I'm in right now, I haven't seen it be overrun. But in the hospital that I used to work at in Arizona, I've heard that it's gotten pretty severe. Right. And it's um, becoming quite a problem. And I, um, I, you know, and it's kind of hard just because we don't know what each next step holds for it or who's carrying it or whatnot. Um, we do have to, you know, with each day, each week, we're getting like more prepared with wearing, you know, more equipment to protect ourselves. So, so just to try and be as safe as possible. Yeah. And then, I mean, like we said earlier, it's, we, we didn't think we'd even be here at this point. We thought it'd be over with and just things are always kind of not changing, but it's just, it doesn't seem like it's letting up anytime soon. And who knows if we'll be having this conversation, you know, next month or October or November. And it's just, I don't know. It, it's, it's hard because, you know, we see on Facebook, at least on Arizona, like just, we see, I, in my, my timeline, I don't know if I've got just weird tracking, but I just see more people throwing tantrums about wearing masks than just, you know, shutting up, just putting the dang thing on and, and, you know, just at least trying to, to mitigate it as much as you can. So I'm just curious, like, what's it like on, on your end? And, but, um, so I had to interrupt myself here since I'm already kind of recording the outro after the conversation, but I just wanted to say that as of today, 10 July, um, the COVID situation in Arizona is bad. It is very, very, very bad. And, um, I just couldn't let that snippet go without just, uh, just acknowledging that it is, is not good. So um, anyway, back to the actual interview. This isn't supposed. This is not supposed to be about COVID. Um, <laughs> so I guess, guess we we'll go back to to dodgeball and um, kind of going back to like the the basic questions. Um, I want to ask what your number is, and I feel like you're going to say eight, and I want to say you're you wrong. Know what my number exactly. is exactly. So yeah. aside from eight, what is? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, why do you like eight um, almost as much as I do? Well, I like eight because I like it for the infinity uh, ness of it. Um, I like that it just kind of continues in a loop and it's ongoing and it never stops. And I feel like sometimes that's how my personality can be. Um, I like that it's an even number and that's, and that it was, you know, born 87. So I got an eight to represent. Um, but I also, if eight is ever taken, like 26. And why 26? Because that is my birth date. And two and six added together is eight. Clever. I don't know if I... Thank you. I'll have to dig through the group chats, Blake. Because I know you said 26 before when I refused to share eight with anybody. Because mm-hmm. I'm extra like I know that. that I would be the only person you would give up eight for. I know you won't give it up, but if you were to, I would be the only person. That's confident of you to say. I would share it with you and then maybe give it up if, like, I wasn't going to play that year. But, um, yeah, it's a molder, so I win. But I like it for some of those reasons that you you mentioned. The fact that it can double as the infinity sign and the circles, it's just, it's so cool. Great number. But um, let's see. What um, 
I'm trying to, trying to see like when I remember you first playing dodgeball. Like when, when did you begin? Like and I began in 2012. Okay. And so it was the summer after my first year of grad school. And um, I had been involved with meetup.com. And one of my friends, um, I had actually only gone to all the meetup events with my friends that had alcohol at them. Um, <laughs> and so I, and I wasn't really interested in any other ones. And so I finally joined for myself and then I was looking for getting back into a sport because I hadn't really been able to play sports since I had left San Diego to move to Arizona. And um, I came across a dodgeball open gym and I was like, oh, this sounds fun. Like this seems cool and seems exactly what I was wanting to do. Um, so I went to that night, got to explain the rules of how it's played because, you know, of course I hadn't played it since probably middle school at the latest or actually at church one time that was the last time that I had played and um, I loved it ever since was this uh NDO that's what I, was, I kind of yes. got um I was like trying to think it was like and and something because I think yeah. you came from foam because they usually yes. yeah because remember so back in 2012 it was Tucson dodgeball and then you had Phoenix dodgeball and then NDO yes Santi and um, Bill had just started NDO. Gotcha. So I played in their first season of their league. What um, what made you want to come back? Like, because it sounds like you kind of it was almost impulsive. Like you're just like, yeah, let's check this out. But then you know why? Why did you come back? Well, first off, it was definitely an athletic factor that made me want to come back. Nice. Because I, you know, I've been doing sports my whole life um, since I was like three. And so I didn't really know anything different. And so it gave me a chance to play and burn energy and have fun. And then the social aspect, because you know they, it was built as a social league. So wanting to socialize and um, meet new people and, um, and, and I like that it's dodgeball is full of so many different professions. Like I can, point to somebody and they would be, you know, a totally different profession that I wouldn't think of, but I could go to somebody for advice about something in there because dodgeball has every single profession that you can think of. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really cool. It's like, good networking. Yeah. It's good networking and, and people, especially like when you look out, you know, past Phoenix and you look at the entire community as a whole, like there's so many interesting people out here with, with awesome backgrounds. Um, yeah, it's, it's just, uh, I feel like you could really take advantage of that um, and, and be better off, you know, just like you said, networking, um, trying to, you know, take friendships or relationships off the court and, and utilizing like this massive, almost support structure that we have. Um, right, exactly. And the first um, night that I had played, I actually won like a one-on-one. -on -one against somebody and then they made me their cover photo on Facebook. So I felt pretty proud of that. And, you know, I had to keep representing for them. Nice. So that was another reason that I kept going. That's awesome. So you had obviously a good experience from, from the get go. Yeah. What, um, you mentioned you played sports growing up. Um, what would you play? Well, my first love, if you can, can if you consider it a sport, um, I did ballet and tap dancing. 
in my early primitive years and I played softball, I played basketball, I played flag and tackle football. I've, um, I played tennis in high school. You played a uh, tackle football? Like yeah. full pad or for school or like how? I, I played on like a freshman team. I played on the freshman team and then I played in like a women's league too. Cool. So as a, as a freshman, um, I mean, sorry if they sound. I didn't play much, but I played. Right. Were you the only female playing or? Uh, there was one more. Was, was there any, um, any barriers to that? Or like, did you take any flack for, for joining or are we kind of past oh, that point now? Of, I mean, of course, because, you know, guys look at you, especially teenage boys, as like, why are you trying to take our spot? Like, you don't deserve to be here. Um you, you know, this is a man sport. Like, why, why are you here? And then sometimes girls look at you and they're like, well, why are you, you know, what does that mean that you're trying to play football? You're not a boy. Um, you know, why are you trying to get close to the boys in that sense? Or why are you trying to get away from the girls? Like, you know, a lot of different things. Like you have like some kind of ulterior motive or something or. Yeah. Huh. But I only played for one season. So. I mean, most people don't play at all, so that's saying a lot. Um, what position did you play? I was a running back, huh. and then I was also just on special teams. That's interesting. So did you, I mean, again, I don't want to get too into the weeds, but like, you know, when, when you dealt with this kind of like naysayer stuff and, and I mean, just sexism and like, did that that bother you or you just like shrug it off or did that motivate you to keep playing or did you just not care? Or like, what was, uh, what was that like? I, you know, I, I look at it as a motivator because there is also, you know, there's naysayers, but there's also people who are really supportive too. Right. So, you know, there's a balance with all of that. So I can take that as motivation to keep going and to do what I want to do. And I'm not really the type that cares too much about what people say about me and if you know i'm i'm there to show them what i can do and and show out and and then they can say what they want to say after and kind of go from there gotcha. i hope that i can you know make them proud while i'm out there and representing but you're not letting naysayers get you down and get into no. your head nice what uh so of all these sports and yeah I'm, I'm just gonna go ahead and just agree like ballet tap dancing anything like that is is a sport if you have a problem with that then yeah. try it try it and then then we'll talk um not that i've tried but i just i mean i know <laughs> i know enough people to understand like that that takes work so I would, I would not discount that at all but of all these sports that you played is is there one in particular that helped you the most dodgeball if if that's fair to say or like I, I would say well. softball is probably a big one just of the aspect of like my throwing motion comes a lot from how I would throw with the softball hmm. um, and that's you know having to launch it the distance that I would go um, I think that that is a is a big part I think when I played basketball like having to have agility and 
bounce around and be flexible and keep moving and and jumping and and all of those factors that plays a big part in dodgeball which i picture like how you throw um a softball no just like a dodgeball like you're i don't really see underhand from you much no not as far as pitching i've i've done it a couple of times but i'm you know i'm not a, a katie and alicia rachel i'm i'm not on to their level with the underhand softball but um just of like over like over arm force just like throwing how like a baseball would go yeah no that's what i was imagining like yeah you have a pretty solid throw and you move around an awful lot so we can imagine like all the lateral movements from you know dancing even and then playing uh football especially as a running back probably helps and Mm -hmm. tennis i imagine as well that's pretty cool um it's funny because you're saying like burning energy. I'm like, I don't think you ever run out. Like you just, you're nonstop. <laughs> and then when you're not playing, you're I, dancing and being yeah. just. Sometimes, the... you know, I wish that games were, you know, an hour or two long just so that can keep being out there and playing. <laughs> just burn it all. Yeah. Burn it all. I used to have that problem. Now I'm just like, I'm good. Two hours is plenty. <laughs> The next day, that's when I fill it, and I'm like, no. That's a good feeling, though. That was though. plenty enough. I, I miss that feeling so much. Just everything is sore. Everything hurts. Coughing hurts. Laughing hurts. <laughs> Going over speed bumps hurts. Just like, oh, I'm in so much pain. I, I miss that so much. But someday. You know, I didn't realize. I know we, you know, we weren't going to focus on COVID, but I didn't realize how much um, dodgeball had played a part in my weekly routine um with covid now taking it away yeah how much you know lazier i got we're all becoming very sedentary now even even more so as as americans and the fact that they're they're taking gyms away again um i don't know if you're Mm -hmm. listening sam hutter but i blame you it's um it, it doesn't help like i i i still like I still eat the same. I still have access to a gym that we're putting together at the armory. Um, but it's been rough and just, you take out the extra seven, 900 calories that we'd burn playing dodgeball two two nights a week. And it's just like, man, I, I am losing my conditioning and getting heavy and slow and just sucks. Like, yeah, don't, uh, you don't know what you have until it's gone and right i just i want it back <laughs> same i mean it it will be back it's just a matter of time of when that win is i hope that win is very soon like i do too like next week soon we we're so close yeah i feel like we were just like um you know about Frey right here um here in Phoenix. I do, yes i was about to do it too i was like you know what i will take anything um nothing it's Frey. i just know it's, it's very very social but it was just so hard up for dodgeballs. Like, I don't care. I'll play whatever they're, whatever they're, I would even play cloth right now if it was available, <laughs> but no. Is, um, I know that they were supposed to start last week or this week. Is it happening? No, it's supposed to happen oh. Yeah, last week. And, um, Arizona's like, Hey, we're not done with COVID yet. Let's, let's do another right, round. Hold, right. hold my beer. Yeah. I was actually going to come visit next week or yeah, next week, but now those plans are 
put aside. Give me another reason to hate COVID right now. <laughs> just add it to the heaping pile of just absolute, I'm over it. But, well, COVID, you've intercepted our conversation th- thrice already. Let's see if you come up again later. <laughs> um, All right. Now you're good. So, 2012, NDO, um, I think you crossed over into rubber, the best form of dodgeball, like maybe not too long after, right? Because I do remember seeing you on Sundays. Yes, into 8.5. Yep. Yes. Um, yeah, about a year after I started playing foam, I started to play 8.5. Gotcha. And um, yeah. And. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, go for it. No, I was going to say, um, I mean, obviously, it sounds like you have a very competitive aspect about you playing with all these sports. Um, so the, the question, how did you get better, is kind of, I don't want to say it's like not relevant, but I do want to ask like, when did you get into the competitive scene? So like for looking at timeline, about when did you start playing elite dodgeball? Do you remember? So I didn't start playing until two years ago, actually. With, and, uh, with Abyss um, or and box cats? Huh? With, uh, with anything with elite at all. Huh. I know when I tell people that they, think that I had been playing for longer but yeah it was just 2018 is when I started and I had heard about it I think about three years before that when Stephanie then Stephanie Lynch aka now Stephanie Baxter told me about it and she said that I should join and I was like oh I don't know um I didn't think that I was good enough to join so I wasn't sure if I wanted to get into it I see. And then something, I don't know, changed in me. And then I decided, hey, maybe now's the time. And so that's when I started playing. Gotcha. I would like to say it's it's Brett and Stephanie Lynch. That's, that's my vote. Um, it's funny because, like, yeah, I mean, you've always sure. you've always paid me as like you've always paid you as like a competitive player. So I forget that you're still relatively new to to elite. Um, but is it? I mean. Again, it's one of those questions, like, it's kind of like a given, but I'll ask it anyway. Um, what made you decide to keep going? Like, if, if something is still fairly new to you, was like, was it just, like, the next level for you? Um, was it the social aspect? Or, like, why did you decide to become a competitive player? Like, after you passed that threshold, I guess. I don't know if I just, well, I don't know if I decided to become a competitive player because I think that I've just always been that. Right. And so maybe this just gave me a platform to express that on and to just kind of be on the same level as other people were with their passion and competitiveness and 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 goingness of playing dodgeball at this level. Gotcha. And I think that um I don't know, it's kind of cool to go to tournaments and especially with going to cities. And I always usually take an opportunity to try and visit and do something in the city of wherever we're going to as well. So I definitely always make a trip out of it. And it's just fun to sweat for, you know, a good six to eight hours a day. Yeah. No, again, I, I miss it. And I'm just realizing people I haven't seen in, in since like September or whenever nationals was. And like, you do have that, added fun of uh travel and i'm also realizing well i I have saved a lot of money too recently yeah (laughs) i mean just i mean if there is one positive it's like okay well at least we've saved money by not traveling four times a year 
But, um, well, I mean, I'm assuming. But where's the fun in that, right? What's in, in traveling or saving money? In saving money. I mean, I do enjoy it. It, it is nice. I like to buy me stuff on Amazon just to make myself feel better. But if I could trade it all in for like, you know, a trip to some kind of dodgeball thing, then yeah, it would, it'd be better. Do you, yeah, um, definitely. do you see yourself playing? So I think you kind of mentioned like you're, you're, you're moving around. Are you going to be in the Bay area for a while or are you up for another move in the next couple months? Um, I'm gonna be here for a short, another short period of time. And then after that, I don't know where I'm going to go to. I see. Um, so it's just kind of all up in the air. So I'm a free agent of sorts of whenever it all comes about. So wherever you land, you, you do see yourself still playing in some capacity. Yeah, it, I would try to at least. Gotcha. And so that's kind of, it made me excited to come here because I know that the Bay Area has such a huge dodgeball scene with all of its elite players. And I was really looking forward to going to some rec nights and league nights but you know that got put on pause maybe there will be a time where it opens up and i will have a chance but you know i can't hold my breath yeah i mean just gotta be flexible and when, when it happens it happens i guess um but yeah no that, that's the bay area would be really cool to kind of hang out and, and play and um to see what they're about, you know, see what their style's like. Um, but I guess wherever you end up, the cool thing is the community being as tight knit as it is. Like you can, I, I almost want to say almost anywhere. You can pretty much be in the major cities and, and there will be some form of dodgeball happening. So, right. Like when I went to New Zealand a couple years ago, I thought of looking up for Auckland to see what they had going on, but I wasn't going to be there long enough to try and go. So, gotcha. but even for that reason, it's pretty cool to know so much of the dodgeball community it is and really, that there's a chance to play almost anywhere. It is really cool when people like post like, Hey, I'm going to be in this area. Is there dodgeball here? And you see like three or four comments saying, Hey, I Googled this for you or Hey, we play these nights and mm -hmm. It is neat to see that, and I, I hope that that continues to expand. Um, I hope so, too. So one of the questions is, what is your style of play? And I would say as annoying. Um, very smart, but you're also very all over the place, and it makes it seem like you're vulnerable. And if you are underestimated, I pay for it. So, But how would you, <laughs> des how would you describe it? So that, that I mean, that's not my, my, my perspective, but... Would you say you're more defensive, offensive, just go with the flow, or you know, how would you describe how you play? Hmm. I think that I'm I think that I'm very go with the flow. You could put me anywhere and I'll adapt to it. Um, which is often what I try and tell people is just, you know, kind of stick me where you want me. Um, but I I do like to play corner or off of corner. Um, I like to block and I think that I'm pretty good at it. Um and so that's, you know, another way of gathering balls um, for the team so that they can gather up and use that um, to formulate a plan. Um, I, I, I do like catching. Um, 
when I do get that chance. So that's, that's one of my favorite things. I don't, I don't know. I think that I'd like to play it all. Um, I guess I think I'm more of a defensive player and then like to go on the offense when opportunity presents itself. That, that checks out. You're definitely really good at blocking and you're always seem to be like the last one in. You do get those clutch catches that I just love to, you know, mess up when you catch me in and I drop a, a ball or block one when I'm, when I'm supposed to. Yeah, no those blocking. are my favorite. Yeah, everybody seems to enjoy those and I relive those all the time. But yeah, I know that's, that's about right. And also just remember like you're just always all over the place. So, you know, you do use that energy to your advantage. But at the same time, it's not, um, it's not like sporadic, like it, it's calculated. So you're fun to play against and it's very satisfying when I hit you. So there's also that. <laughs> I can say the same for you too. Yeah. No, I, it brings me the most joy that I've ever experienced on the court. That makes it so much worse now knowing that, but we will have a our opportunity to, to duel hopefully in the near future. Exactly. Um, what's your favorite style of ball? Like you got started with foam, but you played almost all of them. Like how would you, uh, What's your favorite style and how would you rank them? Okay. Well, I'll start it off by saying I've never played cloth. Good. Um, I've only heard about it. It's terrible. Um, so I don't know how that feels like. Um, I would say that foam is probably my favorite just because it's the first one that I started with. And because the ball just has so many tricks and layers to it of how it moves when it's in the air based off of who throws it. Um, that sometimes it's harder to track and it's harder harder to figure out and um it's just so dynamic um but 8.5 is very 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 close to foam in my heart and i think that's i think 8.5 like my second social season that i played really like amped me i think that gave me a bigger push in dodgeball and really amped me up and I think that it just expanded my dodgeball world from that point hmm. I guess those are fair answers um, I can't I mean my first love was 8.5 so it's like it's hard to just ever want to let that go I'm sure if I started playing foam probably feel a little bit differently but as I said in the last episode with uh, Deeks I mean foam is really really grown on me so it's uh yeah and i and i just i have foam just for the first because that was what i first played with but um i know that a lot of people and don't like 8.5 for various reasons but i don't know it's always been fun for me yeah it's uh it's, it's kind of like just accepting that 8.5 is dying which sucks it's it's always gonna be like like I said something I enjoy playing and but foam is not the end of the world if that's what replaces it now if you get into something dumb like cloth like that's just like yeah. why just just stop please stop right I would I will say that a foam ball accepts thrown by Steve Damon when not looking or on the court feels better than an eight point five ball to the face but under the same conditions because I mean. I was wondering if you're gonna bring that up. I was, <laughs> I was trying not to, and that was. I no. 
Oh god, it was... just seemed like the perfect opportunity to bring that up. Yeah, it was. To be fair, that was like my second throw, so it was still wild trying to, you know, because yeah. it's always an adjustment playing right. foam and just really wanted to hit whoever was on that corner. And I think it was Sean. Yeah, it was Sean. Yeah, I and mean, I think he jumped. And you... to be fair, you were just the first of that night that hit me in that same position. So, well, like we said, if you're not first, you're last. So, right, you might so as well just claim that. To you for getting on that on the first try. Yeah, it was a. Uh... That was not fun to watch because I just saw you hit the face, your head fly back, and then you just went down. I was like, oh, my God, why? hope she doesn't think I did that on purpose. Ran over to you like, no. hey, you okay? Yeah. Do you just need air? You know, I'm like, good. yep. And then you sprung back up like nothing happened, so only to get yeah. hit again. But at least you're, <laughs> you're tough. So, I mean, you got that. But still feel a little bit bad for that one. If it's, on, <laughs> if it's on purpose, then yes. I mean, usually I don't go for the face either, but just that one was like not even like that's the worst kind of you don't even see it coming, and then just yeah, the sidelines are are dangerous sometimes. They're very dangerous, especially in open gym foam. Like, I think the safest place is actually in the court playing because at least you kind of have that sense of awareness. But like even the back line or the like the stage area where we'd all watch, like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one like, oh yeah, catch was in front of me. Nothing's gonna happen. He jumps and then boom, face or neck. <laughs> so but um do you have or did you have any role models growing up? I, I mean I guess it's a little cliche, but I mean I always looked at my family as role models growing up because I came from a very athletic family. Um, but then even with them being athletic, I mean, um, they were very social and friendly and had a lot of respect from other people. And so that was something that I always aspired to be like with having them. Um, I really liked Rebecca Lobo from the WNBA when I was younger. I am um, just because she like she was it she was hot like she was from Yukon she um she was doing it all like she was the one of like the big name stars when the WNBA started who did she uh play for she played in New York so I want to say that so googled her real quick she's a analyst now right yeah okay yeah, but I mean, she was like the first or, you know, one of the first starting classes of um, like UConn's legend status. Gotcha. Selected by the New York Liberty, 97 to 2003. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, I grew up a Lakers fan, so Kobe was a role model. Gotcha. And then Tony Gwynn from the Padres. Huh. Why, why him? So he was my mom's favorite player because being from San Diego. And when I was 13, um, I actually particip- uh, participated in a contest. at. It wasn't Petco Park at the time, but it was Jack Murphy Stadium. And it was called Shirts Off Their Back. And it, you could win 
like a ball player's jersey from like the actual game. And I decided to enter the contest because it was free and put my name in there and then found out that I got to choose and put my hand in a bag, pulled out a ball number and it happened to be 19, which is his number. And he was retiring that year and it was right after September 11th. So they had memorial patches on. Gotcha. And he's just like, he's an all time great. Like he made it into the hall of fame his first year on, you know, the ballot. He's just well-respected. He's, he was a San Diego hero. So. I actually, so I have his, well had, and I still have my old baseball cards. I remember it was, I'd get him confused with somebody else, but I, I do have his baseball card from like the early nineties when I almost cared about baseball. <laughs> so actually like, I know the name and I was like picturing that card. I'll to any one of these days, I'll do some digging and see if I have it. Um, that's cool. Yeah. And I mean, he was, you know, the Padres have only made it to two world series and he was on both world series teams. So. Hmm. Coincidence, maybe? Coincidence. But I think not. That's cool. Do you, uh, do you watch a lot of sports now? Well, not well, at this particular moment. I mean, not moment. right this moment. I mean, you know, walked into that one. Yeah. When the world's but, normal. Yeah. Um, I, I love to watch sports. It's one of my biggest hobbies. Um, I... I prefer watching them live in person versus on TV, but I, I try and watch football like every Sunday and, you know, watching basketball games. Baseball's a little hard to watch on TV, but in person, I love it. Hockey is great at the games. Got into a lot of hockey in Arizona and yeah. I recently like had started playing soccer. So I, I, I got into that and like watching the world cup makes it like, it's pretty cool. I, uh, I love football. I can watch that. No problem. But like any other sport, unless I'm like in there in person or have alcohol, it's just not, I can't, can't follow baseball. I want to get into basketball, but it's hard sometimes. Because not a lot of things are always happening at the time, whereas in football, there's always a play happening, no matter what. There's always a play happening, and like, so like the first episode when I went when I did the solo with um oh man Eric Tillman, he was talking about like how football used to be shown in a completely different way, but they decided to make it look like as if there's a story like it's got like a linear format it's centered around the quarterback where the ball is and it's it's kind of like i don't want to say dumbed down but like there's a play and then a reset and then a play and then a reset and you have a chance to actually like just i think just get really honed in on what's happening and i feel like maybe that's why i like it so much versus like soccer where it's like just back and forth and i mean at at some point somebody might take a shot but you know this guy goes X amount of yard or feet down the field only to get back again. And it's just like this back and forth. Yeah. I feel like with football, um, I can say is that it, at least every single person that's on the field is involved in that play. Yeah. Offense, defense, like everybody is involved. Everybody is moving at some point when the ball is hiked. 
And so that's, that makes it different from baseball, whereas, you know, somebody could strike, you know, a pitcher can strike someone out and do that three times in a row. And only the pitcher, catcher, and batter were involved. Yeah, you got like seven um, people in the field off in the daydreaming like I, I used to do when I played baseball. Right. And with basketball, I mean, most of the time, everybody's involved, but somebody might um, get, you know, they might have a fast break to the basket, so only two or three people are involved. Um, what I, I learned with soccer, it was just so much more intense than I had actually ever pictured it to be. And man, I was glad to have my inhaler at times needed to definitely hit that a couple of times before the game started because that made a difference and it's good conditioning and I can see how being a soccer player translates really well for being a dodgeball player with endurance um so for anybody who's played soccer you know their whole life up to that point I I can see how that comes in handy and um it it is it can be a lot of back and forth action and but it also gives you a testament to never give up because the clock's not stopping until it hits halftime so you just got to keep going i do want to i would like to play like soccer or like even ultimate frisbee just for that constant running because it's like i can run but it's so boring like running circles or just distance running but just for that endurance like you're kind of you're kind of tricked into it because you're you're kind of having fun. You're not really focused so much on, I'm tired or my shins hurt or this is boring. Like you're actually doing something. So before you realize that you know you're you're, you're getting some pretty solid conditioning and, and some good cardio. So yeah, I'm I terrible say at when I scored my first goal playing soccer. Well, it's been my only goal, but it was my first one. Um, it it was an exciting feeling and I felt like I made it even though this is just recreational soccer but I was like, like I did I'm it <laughs> I knew I could do it here I am nice yeah I don't I don't have any I don't have any great soccer stories um last time okay you'll was, get there yeah I had to had to start first but and the last time we played was for uh when I was like away at school in Georgia for uh for officer training we, we played for PT one time and it was it was fun like that's what I was like yeah I need to do this when I get home and three years later we're talking about how I've not done it yet so <laughs> but going back to dodgeball um do you have a pre a pre-game ritual before like a tournament or yeah I guess for like a tournament it's not really much mm, you can do during I I don't season. really think so um I think I warm up a bit, uh, a little bit at a time. And that that's probably the only thing that's really consistent. Um, so sometimes I'll throw at a wall, sometimes I'll throw with a partner, just kind of depends. Um, but I don't really have anything, like I know some people do stretches, some people do laps, you know, people maybe, you know, have some kind of, ritual routine that they do but i don't think i don't really have anything like that no i've heard some interesting ones on here there's one like this few that just like oh i go i take number two first drop a deuce and that's always a good thing to do i mean for life yeah eh, we'll go there yeah you don't want that you know sloshing around your stomach as you're yeah maneuvering all crazy like on the dodgeball court but i just figured you should have had taken care of that you know 
the hotel room? Like, why do you got to blow up the bathroom? That's, that's sometimes really... nature is not always on board with you. So, <sighs> well, control yourself. Like, no one wants to walk into a gym bathroom to change or to wash your hands and just be hit in the face with that early morning nastiness. Like, I, I don't know. I'm well, definitely not. I don't think that's their first choice. <laughs> it's like, just have some consideration, please. But <laughs> like you said, you got to go. You got to go. So, yeah. I think I'm probably, maybe my ritual is just always running around trying to get tape so that I can protect my fingers. You think we just have tape readily available? Like, like me, I have rolls of tape constantly. I mean, I never use it. It's always for my teammates or, you know, people that I actually care about that I want to share with because no one seems to pack tape. So I, I'll like pack it, but then I forget where I place it. And so it's either me digging through my bag, trying to find it, or just asking somebody if I can borrow some real quick. Or I guess not borrow, but use. Yeah, well, you know, I'm just going to leave that one alone. <laughs> to each their own. Just spring tape. What's that? Just spring tape. I said, know where it's just at. Spring tape. Don't carry a million things in your bag. Just this, the essentials, know where things at. So it's readily available. But anyway. Um, so if you don't really have a pregame ritual, do you have like any songs that you listen to that kind of get you amped up for a dodgeball game? Or do you have like a pregame playlist or you just kind of, eh? I kind of go with whatever. Um, my favorite song happens to be, it, this could be a shock. It could not be a shock, but I really like Dancing Queen Ava. <laughs> okay. And so that song will get me hyped forever. Um. And then I like uh, Mama Said Knock You Out by a little Cool J. Okay. And then um, the classic Wham, Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go. Oh, boy. So those are three bangers right there. I am so adding these the to the, uh, the Spotify playlist. And it's, I mean, it makes sense, again, listen to you. Wake me up before you go, go. You, um, I have to share this meme with you on your wall. No explanation. And, uh, I'm just going to go with it. Hey, you might laugh at it as much as I do. Um, and you might just be like, yeah, Steve needs to start socializing again, but we'll see. But, um, I want, I want social Steve. Uh, I, I don't miss that guy. Social Steve writes a lot of checks that, regular Steve has to cash later and he doesn't like to do uh, that. Tell you what, when you're down here again, I'll be social. Okay. You Perfect. Even, you said I'd even like go get you, which yeah, may not be out should. of the equation. Um, depending on where you are in the next like month or so. Yeah. And where COVID is, I guess we kind of need that to happen too. Right. But, well, let's get into the, uh, some of the crowdsource questions and just, I don't know why, but off the, just <clears throat> off the get go, Markel Stokes, are the Eagles better than the Chargers? So he says I can't ban him. I, I totally could. He just happens to be like, like the best dodgeball supporter. So he's got a lot of like leeway. With me, so. Yeah. I, I, I can't, I can't ban him yet, but I mean, this is definitely one step in the wrong direction, Markel. Just because you mentioned the Eagles, um, I'm going to say the Chargers are better. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. Um, 
and you said short answer no. So is there a long answer or? So I will say that the the Chargers are better than the Eagles. No, the Chargers have not won a Super Bowl, so they have the Eagles have that going for them. But the one time I, that's something that I live with as a lifelong Chargers fan um, of how we've been so close yet so far. If our management could get it together. Oh, I know that. I know that pain. Kinda then that pain. we would be a great team. But they, there have been many, many, many management choices that have led to a downfall of a potential championship. Um, so, and our fans are better because we don't like boo our people and get super upset. Granted, we're like sharing a stadium with the Rams right now, but again, that's on management choice. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why they left San Diego. Yeah, it's it's stupid and it makes no sense. And you're paying to be a visitor in a stadium when you could have just you're paying more to be a visitor when you could have paid to finance your own stadium down in San Diego where you had a crowd. But good sound business practices to me. I mean, I'm not a mm-hmm. football team owner, but yeah, let's just let's just make life really hard and make a dumb, dumb choice. Um, sounds good to me. But uh, yeah, Eagles are. I mean, Markel, like, I think he's like a bandwagoner. I think he's only like been an Eagles fan for like a year or so. Because I, I do remember, like, okay, the Eagles won the Super Bowl. Yeah, he was definitely a fan then. Markel likes um, them, so. Um, I don't know how long he's been a fan. I would say it's, it's I not mean, been long. In the time that I've known him, he's always been a fan. No, it's 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 he's only it's very recent. Okay. Like you can go into his timeline, you'll see photos of him wearing Cowboys jerseys. So I think most oh. Cowboys haters at one point loved the Cowboys, and they just they just got their weak little hearts broken too many times. Oh, interesting. And, and me, I, I I can get my heart broken every year. I, I don't care. I just will always come back because I just yeah, I'm used to it. Yeah, like we're we're in it for I the just long like run. Sometimes. Yeah, we're in it for the long game. Like we. One day we'll have our we'll have our day, and hopefully Jerry Jones will just freaking leave. And because uh, one th- one good thing about the Eagles is like Chip Kelly came in, completely messed them up, took them from a pretty good team to just garbage. And then in two three years time frame, they turned around and were Super Bowl champions. So why the heck can't the Cowboys get this right? Twenty five years running, but. That's why I'm going to ban you, Mark Hill. You're making me angry. Um, <laughs> and he also says, does the Cowboys suck? First of all, do the Cowboys suck? And secondly, no. Uh, Sergio said, who hurt you? I think to Mark Hill. Um, right. I don't know. I, I don't know what possesses a man to diss my Cowboys this much. Mark Hill, I hope you're okay. But um, something about Tom Brady from J.D. Feliciano and Von Kelly says something about Adam. Can't even say that name. Adam Venetary. Venetary. Uh, can you can you elaborate on that one? My guess is because when the Eagles played the Pats in the Super Bowl the first time and it was tied and then Adam Venetary kicked the winning field goal mm. as time expired. Back, um, back in and so that was like the second championship that the Pats um, cheated their way to. Oh. They may have not cheated that one necessarily, but the first one they cheated. 
severely. So um, I have no problem being a Pats hater. I'm a lifelong Pats hater, always will be. Um, doesn't even matter that Tom Brady left the Pats. Still hate him. Um, I don't like Bill Belichick. Um, and yeah, and I don't really like Tom Brady. Um, so hmm. I'm not a Pats hater so much as uh, I hate the Steelers. I, I I will never forgive them for beating the Cardinals in 2009. I don't oh, know why. Yeah, that was hard. Yeah, that was, was, and I wasn't even living in Arizona at the time, but um, that was I was definitely going for the Cardinals because I don't hate the Steelers, but I sometimes uh, sometimes I like them, sometimes I don't. It just kind of depends. Yeah, I just I just don't like them after that. Never forgave them. And that like, was a great game, though. I will say that it was. It, it was it had a lot of action, so I couldn't be mad at how the game was played. No, and uh, was it Centennial Holmes? Yeah, his, his name right? in his corner end zone catch. Ridiculous catch! Like I, I'm so mad at you. You didn't cheat. That was a great catch. But why did you do this? And then just sadness afterwards. But anyway, um, okay. You can't ask about football anymore, Markel. At least for another couple months. <laughs> uh, he does ask what your preferred ball type was, but that's foam, right? Right. Has, hasn't changed in like the last 20 minutes. No, it has not. <laughs> Just thought I'd ask. Um, he asked, uh, this is a good question. What's your favorite tournament uh, that you played for, for co-ed and women's so far? Well, I will say women's. Um, in a general aspect, I'll give that and then like the specific tournament. Um, my favorite hands down for women's is always going to be the classic I think that Kelly just runs a phenomenal tournament. She really puts her all into it to make it as good as it can be. And I think all the women that participate in it make it um, a great and fun experience to be at. And I think that it's great to see women supporting women and, and cheering for them and just kind of elevating the sport to what it is. Um, my favorite event from that one was the second year that it happened so i believe that was 2017. um i just think like i i got to for that tournament i i played with um grand cannons and so i got to play with katie and claire and um kirsten i think was playing and um i don't know if caitlin was Playing that year, she played the year before, but I don't know if she played then. But um, that was just, it was just awesome. And I, I feel like I did really well. And I think that's kind of where um, I maybe got like some attention or people maybe took notice of me there. And mm -hmm. so um, that was just, that's been my favorite tournament for women's. Yeah, the Grand Cannons was a good team. Yeah. They were, uh, they're like the, the successor successor to the ballbusters if i if i dare say so myself um just because they were it was like 2013 2014 i still were i think we're still trying to get more all women's teams from arizona but they were like the one and i mean i'm trying to remember like obviously they had you they had sarah slaybaugh they had katie evans or katie sanchez but evans at the time kirsten um 
Lisa, they had like, all these really good players. So Sarah Moravitz, like, even had some former ball busters on that team too. Right. I think um, and Belinda had even played with them for a bit. That's right. Yeah, it was like half that t- more than half that team was ball busters. So mm-hmm. a lot of a uh, lot of talent on that team. And uh, do you have a favorite co-ed tournament? I think that I elite um 2018 when it was in portland was that 2018 yeah that was that was a a fun tournament um i got to meet and play with some people i actually didn't know um and i just kind of hopped onto a team and um so i got to meet new friends and and i even though the gym was super humid and really sweaty um it was nice and I think made a good impact and it was really fun. Nice. I played with like um, Al and um, Susie and Jamie. It was great. Yeah, I saw that one out for uh, Aaron McCormick's wedding and I'd do it again. Yeah. And I'm glad I missed out on the humidity. Um, Yeah. I remember you were sad though that you couldn't go but I'm pretty sure that you're happy because you miss out on all the sweat. But I was also there for Aaron's wedding, so. Also sweaty, but probably Ooh. so fun in its own sense, too. I only started sweating when Stephanie Baxter tried to get me to dance. I was like, I did this for you once during your wedding and never again. It's not happening. And it was so hilarious because um, she was trying to get me and Alex uh, Ramirez to dance, so dare I say you have a soldier and a Marine terrified of Stephanie and terrified of the dance floor. And we're just like, had this like brotherly, like packed, like we're not, we're not falling for this crap. We're not going to be out there on the dance floor. And but uh, when Stephanie asked you to do something, I defied her and we've never been the same since. And wow. um, do I regret it? Not as much as I would have if I danced. I still that, feel that was a mistake on your part. Maybe I still feel pretty bad for dancing at a wedding. I, just am not equipped with the ability to dance which i think if i actually took lessons i might be okay but no just no we could do lessons no no already yeah. i have spoken no uh, that'll be simple <laughs> you say that until you see me trying just like oh my god nothing can help this guy okay i have patience i almost want to try just to spite you all right sounds like it's T- on tbd we'll see we'll get down here first and then we'll we'll talk okay um speaking of disappointments caitlin alice anderson <laughs> i'm just kidding uh, caitlin i'm sorry if you that's awesome that. <laughs> that's one of my heroes right now she surprised the crap out of me i said something about her offhanded just like i did and she just like cornered me at uh boulder's and she's like, first of all, how dare you? I was like, oh my God, what have I done? <laughs> so on the off chance she's listening, I'm sorry, Caitlin, I had to. But I will probably regret this later. Um, she says, when you're eventually cast on Survivor, how will your dodgeball skills help you succeed? Yeah. I'm assuming you're a Survivor first, fan. First yeah. off, shout out to Survivor. Okay. Can't wait till it comes back. You know, once they're able to film in Fiji. Why wouldn't they? They're on a deserted or just uh yeah they're on a freaking deserted island 
Like they because the crew has to be there too. Okay, screen the screen the crew and then send them out there. Like, where are they gonna get COVID but from? You, but you have you know like a hundred people on the crew, and then you have to do all the challenges. And there's a lot of people. There's a lot of close physical challenges. Apparently, my understanding of Survivor is false. Hundred people yes. on the crew. What what is the point then? What do you mean? What's the point? Like you're not by yourself. You're not stranded on an island if there's like a hundred people in the in the in the background. Well, so they have two or three tribes, and you have eight to ten people on each tribe, and they're all living together. And like when they build their shelter, it's usually like one quote unquote house that you have, and it's people sleeping, you know, inches away from each other. And snuggling together because they're so cold because of what rain or temperatures are happening. And then you have group challenges or team challenges where like there's one where they like race for a ball in the water and they're physically wrestling each other to get the ball back to put their arm around a ring or a pole. It's a lot of closeness. So my guess is they don't want to take that chance. This is why I never watched that show. You're not but you'll watch stuck. it when I'm on there. Yes. I will watch it when you're on there. Cool. Getting a lot of deals out of me, I'm realizing. Um, yeah. yeah. I get can get number eight, some dance lessons, Survivor. This is a win. Yeah, you're just making out like a bandit. I'm just giving up everything. Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully make it <laughs> on. That would be fun to watch. Um, I'd actually have a reason to watch it for the first time ever. Um even now that I know that there's hundreds of people behind the scenes and it's not what I thought it was. Yes. No. Cause I mean, it's filming 24 seven. So they have, you know, they have two different, three different beaches. So they have to have several camera people on each beach at different times. And then you have someone that's just kind of monitoring to make sure of animals coming through and there's a medical team and, and there's the production crew not, behind the scenes, and then there's not, the cast that builds the sets. It's not freaking Survivor, then. That's just like, hey, we're going to get babysat on an island. Well, it's still Survivor. They have to make fire. They have to catch their own food. Just ask they the crew. They have to yeah. live out in the elements. Whatever. Lame. But to each their own. I mean, if I can talk about like my favorite TV shows, and you probably think I was lame to you, so fine, won't judge. Just moving on. But wait, I didn't get to answer Caitlin's question. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, see, I guess I was sidetracked by it. Okay, so that's because it's so interesting. We've established that you like Survivor for some crazy reason, but uh, mm-hmm. how would your dodgeball skills help you succeed? So um, you kind of talked about it earlier, but one of the things with Survivor that you have to be is very strategic. You have to know when's the right time to tell information to somebody, when's the right time to play an idol, when's the right time to win a challenge, lose a challenge, kind of how like there's strategy going on at all times. And I think that I am a strategic player on the dodgeball court. So I think that I try and, um, do well-timed throws and um, catch when the opportunity presents itself. Um, You know, like to wait for that catch to come to me. Um, I think that, you know, that helps me with like my court awareness of playing. And I think that that would be an asset that I would have for Survivor. 
Hmm. Yeah, no, I, I can see that. I'm also thinking like, well, you can also use your personality and. I I was thinking about that too, which would be good for Survivor, but on the court, you know, so I don't know if I would be targeted for my personality or if that would be a savior for me. I think by the time somebody was targeted, it'd be a little too late. I think like, oh, dang. Here I thought she was nice and energetic and supportive and now I'm off the island. Right. That's what I'm hoping I can use to my advantage when I'm on Survivor. Sometimes I try and use that on the court too. Sometimes it doesn't work out for me. <laughs> ah, no, it doesn't. Sometimes I see right through your web of lies and get you out and I'm, I'm happy. Yeah. And that's when you do a little dance. Then I'm not happy. It's like, why isn't she miserable? She's enjoying this. Like, how dare her? How dare she? <laughs> um, Jackie Cruz asks, um, who is your favorite team member from Ride or Die? Uh, she already knows it's her, but no, she just wants to hear you say it. Semantics, right? Yeah. Formalities. Mm-hmm. I love Jackie, but I love like all the girls I'm from Ride or Die. I'm just thankful that they, when I reached out to them for the San Diego Classic last year that they had a spot that I could play on because um, they were always a team that I admired um, and thought that they worked really well together. So I'm glad that I had the opportunity to be on the team for, you know, a short bit um, and then to be able to come back with Nationals because Boxcats didn't go to Nationals. So I saw that as a chance to play with them again. Um, Jackie's great. She's my my woo sister on the court. So I love that about her. But you know, every every single person on that team is just great and special. Nice. And that's not bad, like hopping on a team and taking second. Yeah, and I think that's um, not too bad. I mean, I'm adaptive, so I think I I gelled pretty well with the team and like even when we played in the classic i think we got like third and fourth teams too like places out of 10 or 12 teams so it's not bad yeah it was it was pretty nice it was it was was surprising um but also really satisfying that we got second because there's just so much talent that happens at nationals I mean, it's, it's so it's like, what? How did this happen? But I'm glad it happened. Yeah, I know it's a uh, kind of dumb of me to say, like, duh, but I mean, it's it's a pretty big deal when you're second in the nation. So, I mean, how, aside from taking first, like, how much, what else can you do? So, right. I was just, I was happy to just be in the finals. Yeah, pretty big and deal. And even like when we played in foam and we were, we got fourth place, like, that was just great too. For sure. Um, Raquel decided to, uh, I think ask, yes, who is mine's Jackie too. Yeah. I mean, that's not a bad choice. Okay. I think he's saying Jackie is mine also. Jackie is his too. Yeah. You got to calm down, Raquel. So this, this guy, every time I drop an episode, like, I kid you not, the second I release the button from clicking post within two or three seconds, he likes it. I'm like, dude, you are how? (laughs) <laughs> how are you so quick so i think he just needs to slow down with some of these comments but um 
love you, Markel. Um, but he's a bit, he's a hype man. Definitely a hype man. That's, that's good. He can, he can sling some knee pads. He, he hooked me up when, uh, when he was hanging out with me during, uh, nationals and, uh, Sin City. He's yeah. a great person to run a table with. So yeah, you always need a hype man in your corner. I especially need like twice the hype man just to account for my lack of energy. So I think it works. That's where the dance lessons are going to oh, come geez. into play. Uh, we'll see. Um, since I want to get off the, uh, the dance X here, Jessica Schmeck pepper says, or asks, um, what's your favorite part about dodgeball? That's a good one. It, it's, um, it's more so the social. Um, because while I'm still being active and physical, um, I'm enjoying seeing people happy and playing and people having a good time and people developing their skills. Um, Cause like Jess, I, I, I was like with her from the start of her dodgeball time. Like I was on the first team that she was on which was an 8.5 and just seeing like how much she's grown since she started playing and, and what dodgeball has meant to her now. And so just the social aspect and growing and making these friendships and kind of when I had graduated grad school, you know, I had a choice of like, where am I going to move to? Like, was I going to move back to California? Was I going to stay in Arizona? Was I going to go somewhere else? And there's a lot of different factors, but one of the factors was I had made so many connections from dodgeball people that they had now become like a family to me. And so that was part of one of the reasons why I stayed in Arizona. Nice. It's funny how it's, it started with, you're just looking for something athletic to do. Now it's the social aspect that, you know, kind of keeps you, well, maybe it doesn't keep you, but I mean, that, that's like the, the favorite part now. Yeah. It's like come for the, the exercise, stay for the people, kind of. Exactly. Uh, Shelby uh, asks, or yeah, so favorite team to play against for both co-ed and women. So co-ed first. Who's your favorite team to play against? It's you know, so many teams are, they're ever changing. So it's kind of hard to like pick one because it's you know that person was with these people this year but then they changed the next year right um i i think with like rainbows they always push you to your limit like they're pushing you to your utmost competitive play because that's where they're playing at so for that sense, I um, would say them because I can remember like Vegas last year when I, you know, I, there was this long discussion of, did I have Sean's catch or not when it was up against the net? Like, cause I remember standing right by you when that happened. And so that created a lot of um, talk and discussion about how the net played into the factor because it was on the court and I couldn't get my hands around it because it had to be on the court. Um, right. And so I, I feel like they give me a competitive push. Bait. Yeah, they are, well, I guess works. I don't know if they're still a, 
I think the right because it's done always too. changing. Well, <laughs> and actually, like who knows now that. Well, no, it's you know, Rise Bros for in... open, but no, Rainbows are still. Yeah, they're gonna be it. Well, they would have been scary this year. Maybe they'll transfer next year, but yeah, they are. They're a fun team to battle. I, I remember playing against them in San Diego in 2018 uh, with Alliance and. We took them four three, but geez, that was like we were gassed after that. We just got smashed by a um Pine Pine's team, Echo. Mm-hmm. Like we just we're, we're done. Like we were just hey, you know, we'll take our win against Rainbows and we're out of here. But that was yeah, they're 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 fun to play. I don't know. I'm trying to remember the the net incident though. You probably caught it. It was it was um because you know how the well the courts they were it was a long ways in the gym and the net we were in the middle one of the middle courts and the net had kept coming onto the court and we kept tripping on it but there was no way to have just lines like there was no wall or anything so they had to have a net and i remember people saying well how are you supposed to put your arms around it because the the net was in your way of catching it but I think I was called out and I was just like, I'll take it, whatever mm. it is. Mm. It's Joe's fault. Don't know how or why, <laughs> but it's Joe Fernandez's fault. It's all good. Yep. What uh what about uh women? Well, I I always remember when I wasn't playing with them, like ride or die or blackout like they were teams that they they were super competitive and had good players maybe not the players that are as well known as um other people are but they had these standout players that could still deliver and were still great and then sometimes it's just about maybe some other players that i was playing against that they are just so top level um like i mean shelby like in her catching is just ridiculous you know she has two balls in her hand but like don't throw a third at her because she'll probably catch that too (laughs) and like vivian is so short but so mighty and how she throws like the ball like that is some heat that she's throwing behind there i've always thought fuego was like a great team of competitive beasts and they always went far and 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 do good things. Just there's just so many like badass women that it's just kind of hard to say what team because it's just the women are just great. I agree. Um, it's fun watching. Like I when I, when I get a chance to like like I was saying earlier, watching you know the the second to last match and then the finals like this is i don't understand why this isn't on on tv like this is insanely competitive dodgeball and yay that you know these are all you know west coast players nothing against the other regions but you know you want to see that strong region be represented really well and we got that so it is fun Mm -hmm. to watch and yeah that was insane yeah i um definitely agree with you on on the on the rainbows for the co-ed but women's yeah it could be like any team out of the west coast 
And I think too, just because people find different dynamics that work for them. So, you know, they played with one team for maybe one round and they wanted to see how it was going to be with a different team because maybe you might work better with that person or you want to see how you work with that person. Right. Um, let's see. Trying to look at rephrasing these because I don't know when I had this crazy idea to do like, oh, it's just like the critical three. That sounds cool. It doesn't sound cool. <laughs> um, but there, there's a couple of questions that kind of overlap. So I'm trying to pick like which one is, is the best. Um, I guess, is there anything that you don't like about the current state of dodgeball? And it could be anything from like recreational level to national to worlds. Like, is there anything that you just currently don't like? Or like to see change. Um. Hmm. I guess. You know, I I think just of embracing everyone. I think that sometimes there still can be clicks, but you know we're all out here to play this sport that we enjoy that we love. So just have kudos for everyone I think is good so just being a little more welcoming and just yeah I mean I think for the most part it's it's a good job of welcoming people but um you know I, I know that there's a lot of talk of you know how can we get new players in how can we keep and retain people so you know sometimes it comes down to skills but sometimes it also comes down to how you reach someone and how you connect with them. Yeah, I definitely feel it's, it has, there's a lot to be said about like somebody's first impressions. So if your first experience is getting thrown into open gym and you've got, you know, professional, even international level players gunning for you and taking you out and messing you up, like, you know, you're probably not going to want to come back. And then if you show up and you play and you enjoy the sport, but then you're also invited to, you know, the, the social aspects like you were, you know, who knows like who could be part of that and what they're going to, I don't want to say grow up to be, but like what, what their, what their role in the community would be. So like in your instance, you know, you were initially attracted to just like the sport aspect, but then you got to, you know, become involved with the, the social aspect as well. And then, you know, you eventually, you know, I don't want to say evolved, but you, you developed into, you know, elite and, you know, you've had a pretty good run. Like I would say that would be like a success story. That's a very linear path, you know, from rec to competitive. So you never know like who you're kind of just turning off by beating up on them or, you know, having this like clickish attitude versus being welcoming and giving people a chance to have a good first experience so that they keep coming back. So yeah, or, you know, and even like offering ad- ad- advice of, hey, maybe, you know, you did this great, but maybe tweak this a little bit here or there. Yeah. It, it can maybe make you stand out. And it- it's not, you know, building up your competition, but it's, you know, just helping somebody along the way. I think if we get rid of players like Joe Fernandez, we'll, we'll start to see a lot of retention <laughs> increase. I think that's where we got to start. So. Yeah, he's just he's just the worst. Patient zero. 
exactly. It wasn't even on that elite, but the one thing he's given the community is, you know, COVID seventeen or whenever this happened, COVID sixteen. Yeah. Decided or to... maybe immunity. I don't think he's like no, I don't think he operates that way. I think he tried to get us down again in Sin City. I, I do remember even this is kind of serious, but kind of still joking. Like some people came back from Sin City sicker than a dog. Like uh, Joe DeFuria was one of them. Speaking of terrible this, Joes. This year? Yeah, this year. So I wonder if um, if it was making its rounds back by then. Because it, it, I think it started appearing in, in January. Like it's when we started getting cases in the U.S. And then yeah, I just remember Joe was, I think we were, I don't know if we are talking about it in the group chat or on Facebook posts. But he was saying like, yeah, he... He got hit with something that felt like the flu, but it was worse. And he was like, just not his deathbed. He's just not feeling good for like a, about a good week. And then he finally shook it. And just like, where did that come from? And then some other people were saying, oh, yeah, I know we got sick from Sin City. And I think I couldn't help myself and said something. Like, oh, no, Joe, Joe Fernandez has struck again. But that didn't take this time. Too soon. I can't help myself. But yeah, who knows? Um, but yeah. Um, I feel like that's a good answer. So I do want to go into like, I want to say like the the more hard hitting questions. But um, do you have a career highlight? And if you do, what is it, or what comes to mind? For dodgeball or for my profession? For dodgeball. I'm second place was pretty top notch. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of hard to top that one. Yeah, I feel, and I mean, we were that close to getting first place. So it was just, you know, a matter of a couple of games, a couple of different swings. Yeah, no, that's that's up there. And hopefully there's still room for, for more down the road. Um, do you have a favorite dodgeball memory? It's like, this doesn't have to necessarily be dodgeball play related. It could also be like, and it has to do with dodgeball. So a lot of people talk about like crazy trips or you know stuff on the on the way to the tournament. But oh, there's been so much that's happened. I mean, it's been eight years of dodgeball. So so many so many things have happened. Um, I I know you know in our rec rubber league of how we have jailbreak and. Um, you know, I've won like a couple of different awards. I remember telling Ryan Anderson, um, and I think Tony Sanchez probably too, but I was like, um, I think you guys should make a best blocker award. And I think that I should win it. And then the next <laughs> season they created one and I was like, I better win it. And I did. So that, nice. that was, um, you know, that was a highlight, but, um, I remember with jailbreak of, when hitting that basket and, you know, feeling like Kobe because I just let it hang in the air and doing that with 8.5 and no sing balls is, it's pretty key. Freaking jailbreaks. Those are, <laughs> you want to talk about like a, a wave of emotions. Like you see somebody that's notorious for making them and you're just like, please God, don't make it. Yeah. And they make it and you're like, oh man, why? But then, right they're on your court you're like yes yes come on let us out like, <laughs> exactly yeah I, I know it's like it kind of plays to like the not the hokiness of dodgeball if it's a rec league like jailbreaks are awesome they're, they're just i think they're fun yeah i mean 
there's not a thing not to love about them. It just, it's like hyped energy. <laughs> um, of course, if you're, you know, two people on the team versus nine other people that are on the court, it's not fun in your favor, but it's, it's pretty cool. I love it. It's, it's fun to like, Bring Actually, Joe it, Freaks back. It's kind of a nightmare to ref because you're just like, okay, I've got to watch the ball make right. sure it left that person before they got hit because heaven forbid, you know, he or she make this basket and then nine people are storming the court, super excited, playing dodgeball, but you have to like deal with the guy who's yelling on the opposite side. It's like, yo, I hit that person first. And Yeah, I think I had an incident like that one time refing. Yeah. Does that. And I think I'm always like, that I'm stuck with like I only saw something that the other person didn't see it. And I was like, oh. what are you? Why what what are you why are you here? You need to be the deciding factor. Yep. I hate that. I need for for big plays like that, I need like at least a second opinion. Otherwise I'm just like, well I'd probably imagine it for all I know. Like I don't I don't want to just make that that call. But yeah, kill breaks are fun. I I would like to see them come back or I'd like to play in a league where they have them again just because it's it's so exciting when you see people just lose their minds over something so simple yeah. like I get to I'm play. in favor to bring the jailbreak back yeah like they just just like make somebody's night You're like yeah I made the jailbreak and we won and we still lost the game or we still lost the match or you know just like you know 30 seconds of just hilarity ensuing right but just, madness yep yeah. gotta love the gotta love the madness um is there anything in particular that you want to achieve in dodgeball? Well, now I want a first place. I figured that would be the answer. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, I guess I, I feel like I've achieved a good amount and I think I've done far more than I ever thought that I was going to do eight years ago. Like I didn't even know that half of these things existed. Um, would have had no idea and wouldn't have thought that it would have taken me as far as it has. Um, Cause I, I think I would certainly be feeling a little bit out of place if I didn't like being here in the Bay area, if I didn't know people somewhat surrounding here, but thanks to Dodgeball, I know that I'll know people. Um, so yeah, I think I'm, I'm pretty happy with where I'm at, I guess a little bit more recognition, you know, so people can know me cause why not? But other than that, I'm pretty happy. Yeah. That's pretty good. I mean, I'm trying to imagine quickly what life would be like without dodgeball. And I never really thought about like the, like my, like my geography would shrink if that makes any sense like oh i'm going to a town where i have, you know absolutely nobody i remember one time i was um hanging out in seattle and um the girl i was with at the time we were talking about like oh i know somebody from here and that just seemed to happen all the way up through the like from oregon to seattle and she just looked at me like she's like who are you you know like know everybody anywhere everywhere i'm like yeah because of dodgeball yeah i feel like that's how a lot of people respond to me too when i say uh, some friends that you know are not involved in dodgeball they say that you just know so many people and I'm like yeah and I, I remember one time I visited Boston I actually met up with Charles and nice. um, he had said oh you know I don't think dodgeball is happening um, tonight and I like it didn't even cross my mind 
that that was happening because I had other plans that I was doing in Boston. But then we wound up running into somebody from Dodgeball, <laughs> like in the street. Just randomly? Yeah, just randomly. It's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I, uh, again, just, I probably say this all the time, like dodgeball is the, the gift that really can just keep on giving and expanding your social network and your ability to interact with people all across the, the U.S. And maybe one day, like the world is, I mean, like, how can you just say no to that? Yeah. Um, Maybe a little bit more of a sobering question, but um, what does life look like for you after dodgeball? Have you given probably that... a knee replacement? Yeah, I mean health is probably good. Um, um, but I think you know I'll keep playing for as long as I'm able to, and as long as my heart desires. Um, I. I think that, I mean, uh, hopefully I can, you know, get married, start a family one day and, you know, train all of them to play dodgeball for, you know, 2040 national team um, or something like that. But um, I just, I don't know. I'll probably find something new to get into. You know, maybe that's when cornhole will really take off as a national sport. Oh, geez. Or, you know, curling is probably going to make its way off the ice and somewhere, you know. <laughs> Do you play curling? Maybe I'll, like I'll, a... maybe I'll still be playing dodgeball at a retirement home or gathering, like, all the kids on the street. Maybe I'll be, like, um, what, who's it? Uncle Drew? Uncle Drew? Yeah, it's um, Kyrie Irving on the commercials. Hmm what i'm talking about not ringing any bells i'll show it to you later but like he's dressed up in prosthetics to make him look like an old man oh and he's, he's just like schooling kids huh he's just like murdering kids right just like yeah exactly okay. Okay, so maybe yeah, that yeah. won't be me when i'm like in my 70s <laughs> i can see that yeah yeah I, i've seen i've seen those commercials i i get that reference Yay. Yeah, I, I um, I don't know what the word is, but I like to ask this question because it gives me ideas because I've been playing for so long now, I just don't know what dodgeball, what life would be like without it other than what I've experienced the last three months and my already You're very... You're not looking forward to that. I'm not. My already exciting life has just shrunk to, like, wow, um, just creature habit and routine and it's kind of boring and... I need the thrills. I miss it. And, um, I have hinted towards, um, you know, like a silver league, like a senior league. And, uh, with how good these kids are getting now, um, that might become a reality because I still want to play. I just don't necessarily want to get killed out there. So, right. Right. But it's like, you know, you talk to like, um, Joe Quill and he says like, I'll play till the wheels come off. And it's like, yeah, we could do that, but we could also, you know, tailor it down just a little bit because there's still people, you know, in their 50s, 60s that play softball that for their age, they, they get after it and exactly. like that. definitely want to want to keep riding this dodgeball train as, as long as I can. And um, because of that, it's like, okay, do I really need to get into a court where Ketchum is like the base level player? 
I do like can't I survive this? But uh, we'll see. I still hope that there's lots of dodgeball left for both uh, you and I. Um, I hope so too. I hope we're playing together. Yes, playing together and against each other. Exactly. Must be more of this. Don't know which one's better. Me beating you is much better. Always. No. Yeah. Well, as long as I can give you that satisfaction. So I know what you're doing. It's not going to work. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, man. Um, looks, let me see. Uh, Austin Deeks came through with a, uh, a dad joke. So thank you, Austin. So uh, I don't to, know. To, uh, to wrap up, he says... Uh, Oh, okay. So, <clears throat> justice is a dish best served cold, because if it was served warm, it would just be just water. Just ice. Okay. Okay. Yep. Yeah, that's a that's a dad <laughs> for sure. Ah, uh, thank you, Austin. Um, God, these are <laughs> <laughs> they're so fun to just. I don't, I don't know why. I don't know why dad jokes became a thing. I don't know if it's because of Austin, but they're. Uh, the harder they flop, the funnier they are. And I, I just murder the delivery in the bad way, like in the worst way. So, Well, this isn't a joke, but it's one thing that I saw yesterday because um, I had seen something along the lines of words are hard and people were struggling to grasp what things were called. Um, and so somebody had said, hey, have you been to the liquid zoo where you can walk through it? And then um, the person says, do you mean the aquarium? Wow. So remember that the was, next time. Was that serious? Liquid like zoo. Hashtag liquid zoo. Were they, were, they, were they serious about that though? Like, You know, it's hard to tell on those Facebook posts if okay. people were pretending to be this way or if they were really asking these questions legitimately. So immediately I was like... See, so I thought about like you know those those wildlife preserves where you can like drive through the zoo. Yeah. So I was thinking like, okay, why would you want to walk through like a swamp that doesn't kind of like that? That's where my mind went. I didn't even think like you mean an aquarium, but uh, oh boy, <laughs> oh man, being old is awesome. Well, um, I guess before we wrap up, like, do you have any any final thoughts or any shout outs or anything you want to sign off with? Oh, well, thank you for having me on. Yeah, thanks for being on. It's been a pleasure. I agree. Um, And I don't know. Dab on it, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I will say I have the best dab ever. The one and only time I've ever dabbed was off Splash Mountain. That was an amazing dab. Thank you. I was very proud of you for doing that. I was shocked and proud. uh... I'm glad that it's photographed. Like... I'm surprised I don't have it blown up already and just kept. Well, you're welcome. And uh, yeah, sometimes I'll do some weird stuff. So maybe dancing isn't completely out of the picture. Um, yes. You know, I'm looking at like a thousand piece puzzle. It's maybe like one piece. So it, it could happen. Dancing's a lot better than putting together that puzzle. I'd rather put together that puzzle without instructions or a picture than dance. So it's going to we'll be an uphill see. battle. We'll see. Um, yeah no thanks for being on and this was uh this was awesome like it flew by and i think we'll yeah, be really I'm close shocked. to the <laughs> i 
I didn't, I was like, oh, I didn't think I was going to talk for this long, but it happened. Yeah. And you know, you passed the test. So I'm looking forward to when you actually guest host, cause that'll be awesome. So Woo! putting you on the spot there, that's going to be live. So I guess we'll do oh, is... great. <laughs> gotcha. It's on record, but, um, yeah, I think what we'll do is we'll go ahead and end the interview there. All right. So that was my interview with, uh, Carla or Kayla Marie, uh, Carla Hayes. Um, Carla, thank you so much for, for hopping on and being willing to, uh, to chat and um, it was great catching up with you um, a as a friend but also as you know an opportunity to interview you just a little bit more in podcast form um, I guess I just really enjoyed that conversation so much I forgot to record an ending so uh, that's why this has been released on Saturday and not Friday uh, so go me but um, also real quick uh, shout out to Sergio Leone um, Sergio thanks for always being there man and for you know helping me QC these episodes and catching my my numerous errors that uh, I guess as I'm getting older with age um, they're becoming more plentiful but uh, huge announcement Sergio's decided to take it upon himself to help us out with the international scene so he's going to begin his first um, interview um, all the way out from Wales with um, and I hope I'm saying the name right, uh, Amy Jones. Uh, so very much looking forward to not only that interview, but just also a chance to expand our reach and, and reach out to you know people across the world. And um, I think that would be a nice welcome break from all the all the madness that's happening here in the States. So anyway, if you're uh, still with me, thank you so much for, for doing so. Have a great uh, rest of your evening, a great rest of your weekend, and uh, we'll see you next time. that note um if you're still listening thank you so much for always uh for being there um as always and then um have a great uh rest of your weekend a great evening i messed that up <clears throat> anyway if you're still listening thank you so much for doing so thank you much for thank you much three two